माई सेवन चक्रस एपिसोड वन नाइंटी नाइन मोस्ट What's up Action Tribe? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you find your life's purpose. So, if you want to learn about the mysteries around you and the mysteries within you, then take a deep breath because you are listening to the right show. But before all of that, let's listen to today's iTunes review written by Mushi from US who writes, I've been drawn to just about every topic that is discussed in these podcasts in some way or another for many years. Listening to each of these episodes has opened my eyes to all the different ways that we can heal ourselves and each other and it is not limited to one thing or another. I love this podcast to tell all my friends about it as well as the things I have learned and I feel very uplifted and inspired by each one. Thank you for sharing with us AJ. I hope you continue to reach many more years and together we all raise human consciousness from the looming darkness it's been in for centuries. So Mushi, thank you so much for this beautiful and uplifting message. Action Tribe, like Mushi, if you want your review to be read out as well, all you need to do is visit the link my7 chakras.com forward slash review that's my seven the word seven not the digit my seven chakras.com forward slash review and if you choose to send me an email directly my email as most of you know is aj at my seven chakras.com again aj at my seven chakras.com i look forward to hearing from you and now it's time to bring on our special guest for today stephanie d'alfonso so stephanie are you ready to inspire you bet i am aj thanks Great. So Stephanie's first career was as Stevie Knox, one of South Florida's most popular radio DJs around the 80s and early 90s. Shifting careers as she raised her children, she delved into the healing arts. Over 20 years later, Stephanie is now a speaker, spiritual healer and coach, yoga teacher and certified hypnotist among other things, sharing inspirational empowerment with simple action steps. Stephanie empowers women to move from anxiety, fear, stress and despair to freedom, peace of mind and joy in their lives. She has freed thousands of people from tweens to 82 from their fears, stress and anxiety. So Stephanie, welcome to our show. I'm so glad to have you on here. Thank you, AJ. I am so thrilled to be here. I really love your mission and I love uh, I love how you read out from your um action tribe the uh how this is affecting them. So uh, kudos. That was really nice. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Now Stephanie, I'm not sure if you heard any other of our episodes but if you have then you would know that we always begin our show with an inspirational and uplifting quote so what quote do you have for us today this is perfect it's from abraham lincoln and i've had this on a greeting card uh, in front of my wall in front of my computer for about 20 years now because it's that profound to me most people are about as happy as they make up their minds to be it's all about choice right so 
it's all about choice. We can sit and oh, get all anxious and despair about what's going on in our life, or we can just shift our perspective that tiny little bit and choose to be happy. Beautiful. I love this quote. Most people are about as happy as they make up their minds to be action tribe it's all about making up your mind and more importantly uh, as we're learning today you have that choice when you wake up in the morning to be happy or sad or worried or fearful and today we're going to provide you some tips and strategies on how you can ensure that you can make happiness a regular practice and habit So, Stephanie, thanks a lot for sharing that wonderful quote with us. And let's start from the very beginning. Your first career was as a radio DJ. Is that correct? It was. I had such fun with that, AJ. Oh, my gosh. I had such fun. And then I chose, like many women do, to follow my husband's career. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, that was it for for my career. Got it. So, how was life for you as a radio DJ? Could you tell us a bit more about what that lifestyle was like? It was really fun. It was really free. But in hindsight, I didn't recognize, honestly, how much stress and anxiety that I actually was dealing with. I had this, you know, I mean, as a radio DJ and a celebrity radio DJ at that, you know, it was a fun lifestyle. It was a really fun career. I got to interact with a lot of people. Um, and, you know, I realized now years later that I was already hypnotizing people back when I was on the radio because I was mm. hypnotizing them into wanting to come back day after day. Beautiful. So I love that connection. You always had that within you. And obviously over the years, you then transitioned into being a spiritual healer and coach using techniques like hypnosis, like you mentioned, EFT and Reiki to help people move away from their fears, stress and anxiety. And also Mm -hmm. you focus and teach people how to develop their money mindset, right? Yes. So what exactly is that? So the money mindset is it's very much so for um, entrepreneurs um, because we get we have this money mindset blocks that Mm. most of the time, AJ, we don't even know we have them. But we have these limiting beliefs, these money mindsets about uh, that are going to keep us small. They're going to keep us under this certain level. And we we may say, oh, you know, I'm shooting for one hundred thousand dollars this year. And then we end up at, at the end of the year and we've made 23,000 and we don't understand why. But the money mindset goes back to and almost everything um, that I you know work with people, it goes back to our childhood because we get those mindsets from our parents and from those adults who we spend the most time with when we are children. So if we're raised in a money mindset of scarcity and lack, where um, there's the beliefs that, you know, rich people are greedy, rich people are evil, you know, uh, all those kind of negative beliefs about money, then unless and until we actually explore that and work on changing those beliefs at the very root of the issue, then we're still going to keep being stuck and not being able to break through that $100,000 mark or more. Got it. So you said that our money mindset tends to go back to our childhood, right? Where we develop those scarcity mindsets from people that we interact with, especially maybe our parents as well. And then we don't even realize it once we are adults that we have those limiting beliefs or that scarcity mindset deep within our subconscious that we picked up many years back. So my question to you is, how do you go about changing this money mindset? Well, it's like with anything, it is taking that first step to 
maybe for the first time looking at, okay, I've been working my business for X period of time Mm -hmm. and I haven't achieved that level of success that I really want. This is where it's that courageous first step is I think maybe I have to start looking inside because for a lot of us, AJ, we look and we say, well, it's because of the economy or it's because, you know, blah, 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 or Mm -hmm. we make up these excuses and they're really just stories that we're telling ourselves. It's all an inside job. You know, we have to look inside and sometimes that's really scary. Sometimes that's really scary and really hard. So uh, that's why I think that's why, you know, we have people like me, a spiritual healer and coach, because AJ, the reason I'm a spiritual healer and coach is because we have to do the healing work. Albert Einstein said many, many years ago that a problem cannot be solved by the same level of consciousness that created it. And you just talked Mm. a moment ago about the subconscious. When we have these uh, limiting beliefs that are really rooted deep in our subconscious mind, simply talking about it on the conscious level isn't going to change it. So we do the healing work and then the coaching comes in where we learn strategies and techniques so we can sustain the changes even when life throws us a curveball because we know it will. And unless and until we're prepared for them, like, you know, setting up if you play sports, if you're uh, a tennis player and you're, you know, you're, you're prepared, you're seeing, you're putting your, what is it, a tennis racket, you're putting the racket where that ball's going to go, you're prepared for it. When we're not prepared, like, okay, let me give my life a strong foundation, then life throws us a curveball and boom, we can go right back into our old patterns, whether it is around money and your money mindset or something, you know, something different, like maybe an addiction where you go ahead and, and, you know, we've heard of people who have 10 years of sobriety and then something happens and, oh, they're right back to where they were. My, my take on that, AJ, is it's because we're only looking at this short term of, okay, you know, let's get you sober. Let's change it for now without looking long term. Let's give you the strategies and techniques so you have a strong foundation to not slide back. Got it. Got it. Now, you spoke about the fact that life sometimes throws us curveballs, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball. Yeah, there's this quote that says we overestimate what we can achieve in one year and sort of underestimate what we can achieve in three years, right? Uh, so how do we sometimes know if, you know, it is really that money mindset that's sort of interfering our growth or if it's just that we're not giving our business or our venture enough time? How do we make that differentiation? Well, uh, that's an that's a really interesting question, AJ. It is, I think, you know, yes, we overestimate what we can achieve, and yet it's also really easy to make excuses. Yes. So it's really about doing the internal work and getting clear on who you are. Mm-hmm. And are you putting in enough time? Are you are you being realistic, first of all, in, okay, I'm going to start this business and this is the benchmark where I want to be in a year. This is the benchmark I want to be in three years. But really checking in is that A, is that realistic? And B, you know, doing that self-check. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, there's a lot of, um, a lot of coaches out there that it really makes me so very sad because there are a lot of coaches out there who say, you know, oh, come join our program and you're going to just make a million dollars. And 
they're empty promises. They're preying on people's fear that if they don't go and pay these mm. um, these coaches a lot of money, and we're talking a lot of money with some of these coaches, oh, if we don't pay them, then we're not going to be successful. Well, there's a trap right there with your money mindset because if you don't think that you can be successful without someone else showing you how to do it, you've got some limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we talked about the money mindset and obviously you've alluded to the fact that we tend to have these subconscious blocks right in our mind that prevent mm-hmm. us from achieving what we want. So how does a person, so for someone listening to the show right now, how does he or she identify these subconscious blocks that might be there in his or her life? Well, that's uh, that's an interesting process, AJ, because to be honest with you, I think the very first step, and it's whether it's the money mindset or any other issue in your life, the very first step is to learn how to get present, mm-hmm. to be present. You know, there's so much talk. It's kind of a shame that there's so much talk about mindfulness these days because yes. it's almost like it's diluting it and people are not um, tuning into how important it is. But when we are not present, when we are not focusing on getting present on a regular basis, then we're in depression, which is chewing over what happened in the past, or we're in anxiety, which is worrying about what's in the future. And all we really have is this present moment. So when, if you start to like, okay, I want to go ahead and uh, work on my money mindset, but you don't have that, that strong foundation of taking care of your daily practice, you know, I liken it to brushing your teeth. We brush our teeth every day so that we can prevent the buildup of plaque and cavities. However, we're not taught as children, we're not taught, most of us are just not taught, we need to do the coping skills to manage our stress, our anxiety, our other, you know, intense emotions, so that we have that foundation to then do the work, right? Then when we have a foundation, then we can start to explore these limiting beliefs. Got it. So you said that step one is to learn how to be in the present, yes. build your awareness of the now, that's the foundation. But once the person is in the present and has made that a habit to regularly check in and you know be in the present, what next? What does a person do next? So um, I would highly recommend working with someone on this. And um, if your listeners want to learn more about this, I have, they can, I, I can't remember what the URL is right now, but if they want to go to my website and send me an email, I can send them uh, a process, a, a little five-step process that they can do on their own to work through this. It's a very simple uh, way of looking at, hmm, you know, what we say, we don't listen. We really don't listen to what we say. And, yeah. you know, the quote from Buddha, what you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create. So when we say these, this little exercise that I have is about, you know, writing out a statement and then looking at it and going, oh, taking a red pen and marking through it because, you know, we all remember from grade school, we'd get our papers back, our tests back from the teacher, and she marked it with red pen. So literally, I suggest taking a red pen and striking through that limiting belief and then restating it in a positive way. So I mentioned earlier, you know, the limiting belief of, you know, maybe we heard, and I certainly was raised in this um scarcity mentality. Uh, I was raised with that. So, you know, I heard over and over again. And so therefore, I believed and I say believed, not believe because I don't believe it now. But I believed that rich people were greedy, that rich people couldn't care about anybody else. And 
that's not true. That was just a limiting belief. So Mm. as with anything, AJ, the very first step is shining the light of awareness on it. Got it. Got it. Thanks a lot for clarifying that. Now, Action Tribe will get the link to see what the link is. You need to go to my7chakras.com forward slash 199 and we'll feature the link link there later on. And you can click on that and check out the exercise. Oh, that's great, AJ. Thank you. So, uh, Stephanie, thanks a lot for sharing and giving us that perspective on things. My question to you is, and this is another term that sort of caught my attention. What is your definition of the imposter syndrome? (laughs) The imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh, AJ, there are so many very famous people who have experienced imposter syndrome. And I'm one of them. I'm not, you know, one of the very famous people yet. But uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, uh, Meryl Streep, many actors and actresses have come out and said, yes, I suffer from this imposter syndrome. And it's so interesting because it appears that the people who are more likely to suffer from imposter syndrome mm-hmm. are the ones who are already so very talented at what they do. Right. So in my case, um, the imposter syndrome was I had for 10 years, I had a brick and mortar business um, as a hypnosis practitioner. And I would help people make these incredible, amazing changes in their lives. And then I'd, not always, but then I'd kind of like, did I really do that or did it just happen? And it was because I was facilitating it, right? It was because I was facilitating it. But when we're good at something, we kind of tend to think maybe it's just a fluke, you mm. know, because, well, if it's this easy for me, it, it must must be like not, you know, not worth anything. And so when we shine the light on that, you know, again, think about Meryl Streep. One of the most incredible actors of our time. And she has been very clear about, yes, I suffered from imposter syndrome. Why would somebody want to come see me in a movie? And so, again, the first step is the awareness. It is having a personal practice of being able to come back into the present moment. And then it's almost like taking a flashlight or a flood lamp and really shining the light of awareness on that, looking at it, figuring out where did it start. You always have to look at the root cause. And again, that's not from a conscious level because I've had people I've helped, you know, with uh, imposter syndrome and public speaking where, you know, it goes back to like maybe they were three or four years old and, and they were in their first dance recital and something happened. They forgot to, you know, do this step or they were singing and they forgot that. And there's that root cause. And so then here they are, a successful C-suite executive who has to go get an award. And this is a, a true story. I remember this woman very clearly. True story. This very successful C-suite executive was getting an honor for charity work she had done. And she was mortified. She was like, I can't go accept this. And it was mm. because she was like three or four at a dance recital and something happened. Wow. That's really, really remarkable that something that has happened to you so many years back can still have an influence on you and you don't even know why that is happening. And so right. I'm guessing that, you know, you consciously use all your will and hard work and you prepare, but still something is holding you back, right? Yeah, well, and something that is just really kind of trippy in my mind is, AJ, every seven years, every cell in our body is totally replaced. Yeah. So say, I don't remember how old that woman was, but say she was 53. 
There was not one cell in her 53-year-old body that had been in that three- or four-year-old body, and yet the cellular memory got transferred, and that stays with us, and that is where the root cause of our issues are. Mm, interesting. So you, so that's the cellular memory, right? It's not yes. related to what is stored in the mind, but it's somewhere, it might be in different parts of the body as well. Is that correct? Right. It's a cellular memory and that is never in the conscious mind. The conscious mind is always in the subconscious mind. Always, always. Wow. And also, thanks a lot for sharing your story. You mentioned that you had a brick and mortar business, hypnosis, and you Mm -hmm. facilitated some amazing results. And later on, you sort of second guessed your abilities and the transformations that you yourself helped create, right? Right. Interesting. So it seems like almost everyone goes through some form of imposter syndrome. And more often than not, these people are extremely talented and gifted. But something, maybe it's like an internal voice, right? That sort of makes them doubt themselves over a period of time. Yes. And those in, those internal voices, oh my gosh, you know, what we say to ourselves, oh my gosh, AJ, not, all, not everyone, but a substantial amount of my clients over the years, you know, we say things to ourselves that we would never say to another human being. And mm. somehow that abuse, that verbal abuse that we do to ourselves, we accept when we would never accept it from another human being, we would never say it to another human being so so what does hypnosis feel like to a person who's undergoing hypnosis so um hypnosis it unfortunately has gotten you know such a bad rap because of the movies and the tvs where it yeah. makes you like you're gonna bark like a dog look like a chicken or you're gonna be a zombie and you're gonna be um i love when people say can you put me under hypnosis it's not under hypnosis what hypnosis is aj is it's a focused state of awareness so You've been in hypnosis many, many times in your life. If you are driving your car and you get to your destination, you think, well, I don't remember getting there. It was highway hypnosis. I remember when my daughter was 16 and taking driver's education and she came home one night. She was so excited. Mom, we talked about highway hypnosis tonight at driver's ed school. If you're in the movies and... They want you to tear up. They want you to cry and you find yourself tearing up. Or if they want you to, you know, jump and all of a sudden you do jump in your seat. For that moment in time, you had that focused state of awareness where you weren't really consciously aware that you're sitting in a movie theater, maybe with a bucket of popcorn in your lap. You were just into that moment. That's what hypnosis is. So when we can bring, you know, again, I talk so much about coming into the moment because that's where, that's where the gold is. That's where life, life's joy is. That's where we can make real change is when we come into the moment. So hypnosis is a fabulous way to help you get into the moment at the same time getting into your subconscious mind because that's where you can affect real and lasting change. Got it. So the you action tribe hypnosis is a focused state of awareness, uh, but you're always in control. Now, Stephanie, how many sessions does it typically take for the patient or the client to see some results or get what they're wanting? It's really hard to say that. And I don't do sessions anymore um, okay. because it takes as long as it takes. And it's it's not like therapy, talk therapy. Uh, I've known people who've been in talk therapy for 10, 20 years. Um, I don't ever work with someone that long. But 
it's a, it's a process. It's a transformation. And the reason I don't do sessions anymore is because, especially you know, when I was practicing, had my hypnosis practice. Yeah. You know, because of the TV and the movies, many people thought I had a magic wand and that they didn't have to participate. I could just ooh, wave my magic wand, and all of a sudden they were going to have this amazing life. Um, you know, it's a collaborative process. It's us co-creating this change and that it's almost like peeling the layers of an onion. Uh, another mm. way of putting that, AJ, is have you heard the story of the Golden Buddha? No. Okay, so this is a true story. It's ha- It has different iterations and depending on who is telling it. But many years ago, uh, it, somewhere in Southeast Asia, there was a solid Golden Buddha. I forget how many tons it was. It was huge. And they knew they, the village was going to be invaded so they covered it up with mud and then Mm -hmm. everybody in the village was killed off Mm -hmm. so here sat this this clay buddha for many many years and then depending on who's telling the story somehow there was a crack discovered in it and they saw this golden light shining back from it and they started uncovering the the clay from the buddha and they found this you know multi-ton pure solid gold buddha underneath all this clay and that's that's how i view all of us that's how i view my clients that we come into this life as that perfect golden buddha and then we start having these layers of mud caked on top of it so that the work that we do is almost like an archaeological dig where if they find a fossil that's you know many 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 years old they don't go in with a jackhammer and try and you know drill it out they go in with little tiny gentle brushes and they're brushing away a little bit here and brushing away a little bit here so it's the same thing as that golden buddha taking off those layers of clay wonderful since you spoke about archaeology I always wanted to be a paleontologist as a kid. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you can't just take a shovel and, you know, take off the mud, right? Because then you'll ruin the the dinosaur fossil. (laughs) Right. So you get that you have to do it gently. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for sharing that. Now, from hypnosis, from the powerful you know, process of hypnosis, let's move on to another powerful practice, which is EFT. You're an EFT practitioner, correct? Yes, yes, I am. And correct. EFT is actually what started me on this whole journey. Hmm. Um, back in the mid-90s, after I had done my last radio show, which was a morning show, so I was getting up at 3.30 in the morning, and my kids were still little. My youngest was still in diapers. So, hmm, surprise, I developed insomnia. And, you know, Insomnia always is connected to stress and anxiety as well. And I realize now, you know, after I've done so much healing work on myself, how very stressed and anxious I was when I was younger. So I developed insomnia and I did what most people do. I went to my doctor. The doctor said, oh, yeah, you've got insomnia. Here's a prescription. So I went and took the medicine and it worked for a short time. And then it didn't work anymore. And then I didn't have my job anymore. And I happened to be on a teleclass, which was cutting edge technology back then, with Gary Craig, this Stanford engineer who was talking about emotional freedom techniques and how you could do this technique that was like acupuncture without needles and it was self-applied and you could help yourself with stress and anxiety. You could help yourself get back to sleep again. So I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. Let me give this a try. And 
I found, I was absolutely amazed at how this allowed me to get in the driver's seat of my life, that I was able to regulate my sleep again. I was able to start working on this stress and anxiety that had been running like an undercurrent in my life, and I didn't even know it. So, you know, my, I did my last radio show. I'm, I'm in love, over the moon, with emotional freedom techniques. It is one of the most amazing techniques I have experienced, and I'm telling people about it. It. But remember, I'm a stay-at-home mom at this point, and people hadn't heard of EFT yet. Like I'm telling people, and their eyes are just glazing over it. Like, oh my gosh, I, you know, get away from me! Um, and now it has become so popular. They just, you know, they have the tapping summit um, every year mm. with you know so many people on it uh, that um, one senator, I'm forgetting which one it is right now, a senator has uh, is promoting this uh, in the government that they're using EFT in the VA hospitals with returning vets who have uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And it is so simple that you can teach it to kids. And that, for me, that is such a passion of mine, AJ, is well, we need to be teaching children how to self-regulate. We need to teach them things like EFT and mindfulness and meditation and yoga. Um, because as we teach the young ones, it changes the trajectory of their lives. It sure does. I love that you happened to attend a teleclass and you didn't sort of expect that you would uh, come to know of this amazing technique. And there you were and you heard about the emotional freedom technique. But my question is, why, according to your experience, uh, is EFT so effective at reducing stress and anxiety? So it's working with your energy, your body's energy system, just like acupuncture does. And... It's self-applied. So you can, on a regular basis, and I recommend to all my clients, tap every single day. Even if you you think on a conscious level that you don't have any stress and anxiety to get rid of, ha-ha tap anyway because it it builds up without us even knowing it builds up it builds up it builds up and then to the point where then it's overflowing so when we tap on a regular basis when we're doing this EFT or I use another um, form of it called faster EFT it's just a shorter version of it when we do this on a regular basis we're keeping our energy system flowing we're keeping our energy system from getting these blockages which lead to stress anxiety leads to a, a whole host of medical issues so it's you know acupuncture has been around for what 5,000 years so obviously it works however if you're having a really stressful day well I have to call the acupuncturist and then I'm going to have to drive over there you're not getting that immediate relief where with EFT you can simply say oh I'm going to tap and you can tap anytime anywhere Got it. So Action Tribe, according to ancient Chinese medicine, any form of illness or disease is because of stagnant qi or the fact that your energy is not able to flow properly. And what EFT does is through these tapping points that you go through, you're able to make the energy in your body flow once again. And once it flows, then automatically the stress level goes down and you feel you know much better. And the best part is it seems like it's really, really simple so stephanie how long does it take for someone you know who wants to learn eft to really learn some basic eft techniques to deal with stress oh oh my gosh you can learn it in a few moments it is Mm. so simple you know aj my whole approach to everything is simple because simple works when we make things complicated 
we don't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm working with someone who's you know doesn't have any kind of a meditation practice, I'm not going to start with, hey, you know what? I think you should do 20 minutes of meditation in the morning because they're not going to do it. Hey, can you do three minutes of meditation in the morning? Chances are they're going to do it. EFT is so simple, and yet so many people try and make it complicated. They have these scripts you can buy, you know, buy this EFT script for anxiety. You know what? Then you're talking about a one-size-fits-all, and it doesn't, all right? EFT works no matter, you know, no matter if you're doing it for yourself or you're working with someone and they're helping you, you know, around the little hidden corners that you can't see, you will get relief. But I get upset when, you know, people are are saying, oh, yeah, you know, let's just take something, you know, totally away from like stress and anxiety. But let's just say somebody smoke is still smoking cigarettes and they see on the Internet, you know, oh, you can do this tapping script and and you're going to, you know, you're going to quit smoking. Well, that's not necessarily true because and I'm a former smoker. I'm sorry to admit it, but, you know, I am a former smoker. I am like, I don't know. 20 some years um, free of it now. But, you know, my issues with smoking were very different than the 70 year old that I worked with recently and her issues that were connected to smoking. So if I just had one EFT script for smoking or I had just one uh, hypnosis script for smoking, I'm not going to be able to perhaps help you to drill down to exactly what it is for you. So I love EFT to you know work on the surface stuff and to help as a, um, a maintenance doing it on your own. But to get into those deeper areas, to get to those root causes, you really have to have somebody guide you through it. You know, I can't tell you how many healers and coaches I've worked with over the years because, you know, while I'm really good at helping you, I can't work on my own stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there you go, Action Drive. One size, one approach does not fit all. <laughs> so Stephanie, based on what you've discussed today, what is that one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners, especially those who want to work on their mindset, on their money mindset? Okay, so the first step, whether it's money mindset or anything else, is to start getting present. And what gets us present and what's always with us to help us get present is our breath. Can I take just a short time and and share a breath technique that I love, AJ? Yeah, sure. Great. So as long as you're not driving while you're listening to this Action Tribe, and AJ, please go ahead and close your eyes for a moment. And simply imagine that there is a pool of beautiful colored energy at the base of your feet. And whatever color that appears is absolutely perfect. And I'm going to tell you how we'll do this, and then I'll guide you through it. So don't feel like you have to do it the first time through. We're going to take a breath in three parts. So I'll invite you in a moment to imagine breathing that beautiful colored energy up through your feet, just up to your knees and pause. And then breathe it up another third of the way up to your belly and pause. And then breathe that beautiful colored energy all the way up to the top of your head, pause for a moment, and then exhaling that which no longer serves you. So let's go ahead and do that. Whatever color it is, is perfect. Imagine that you breathe one third of that breath just up to your knees and pause. Another third of a breath up to your belly and pause. That final third of a breath up to the top of your head, pause, sealing it all in, and then exhaling and letting go of that which no longer serves you. And we'll do that again, that beautiful colored energy, breathing it up through your feet into your knees, pausing, breathing it up to your belly and pausing, breathing it back up to the top of your head and pausing, 
and then exhaling that which no longer serves you. And one more time, a third of a breath up to your knees, a third of a breath up to your belly, that final third of a breath up to the top of your head, pause for a moment, and exhale, any remaining stress or tension washing away, and then simply letting your breath come back to its normal rhythm, and noticing how you probably feel calmer. You probably feel a little more balanced. You certainly feel more in the moment. And that took us, what, under a minute. So breath techniques are among my favorite techniques to share because our breath is always with us. That's another thing I love about EFT. You know, we always have our fingers to tap with us. So, um, AJ, how was that for you? It was great. Thanks a lot for sharing. And since you made me... uh more present or more aware of the present moment. I also noticed that you've uh, got a golden radio voice and it's clear that you have that history. (laughs) Thanks, AJ. You know, speaking to thousands and thousands of people. So (laughs) thanks a lot for sharing this wonderful technique. I'm sure many of our listeners are able to experience the immediate benefits of this technique. And I'm sure they can, you know, rewind and try it out once again. If they'd like Action Tribe awesome. access the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 199. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 199. Just one more to 200. Regardless of the challenges you face, you have within you what it takes to get through any challenge. This is a quote by Kelly Stone, action taker. This is probably the only message you need to hear today. You have what it takes to get through this challenge. Sometimes we are our own critics and we need others to remind us of our greatness. And that's why I say to you that it's possible. Sometimes as we're learning our self-limiting beliefs that we've accumulated over the years cloud the road ahead and prevent us from realizing how close we are to our goals. So the first step to getting there is knowing that it's possible and visualizing a positive outcome right where you are. That's right. Start using your imagination and remember that you have what it takes to get there. So Stephanie, talk to us about a time in your life during which you went through a major life challenge. Tell us how you got into it and then how did you overcome it or how did you approach it? Okay, thanks, AJ. This was tough. This was really, really tough. After I stopped my career as the the radio DJ, um, we moved cross country from Oregon to Connecticut. And shortly after we landed here, um, my husband was told he needed a liver transplant. And first of all, that in itself is very scary because you get on a transplant list and really the odds are not that good that you're actually going to get a a transplant. Mm -hmm. So how scary. Now I am a mother of two young children with the very real possibility that my husband's going to die and I have no way to provide for our children. Plus the stress and anxiety of trying to keep him alive. He went in and out of liver failure 12 to 15 times uh, before he had, thankfully, a very successful liver transplant. But so, like, talk about stress and anxiety. That has a lot to do with where, you know, I said the, the quote earlier from Abraham Lincoln, most people are about as happy as they make up their minds to be, that we always have choices. So 
as I was going through this, I had the choice to just, you know, fall apart and fall into this pit of despair or, okay, let me see, let me change my perspective and see what can I do. And that's how I landed in doing this. Now, remember I had said I was, um, I had learned EFT, but, you know, I was still a stay-at-home mom and I'm talking to people about EFT, watching their eyes glaze over. So I was, oh, I can go to coaching school because, again, this was cutting edge technology back then. I could take the classes on the phone and on the computer Mm -hmm. and so that was something I could do and then I landed in um, this amazing hypnosis certification but I had so I had this opportunity where I could just fall apart and you know not take care of my family you know fall into this pit of oh what if what if or I could choose to find ways to take action um, and choose to be happy and it's so, so important. Like, that's why, you know, that's why I led with that quote, because it's always a choice. It's always a choice. And so I'm happy to say that my husband had a successful transplant and I've gone on to have this amazing career, you know, this honor of helping guide people. So for your action tribe, you know, if you're going through something right now, hang in there. And know that it, you know, that journey of a thousand miles always starts with the first step. And so that first step can just be, okay, I'm going to just take a breath, right? Because when we're very anxious and stressed, you know, our breath is so shallow. You know, a lot of times when I first start working with people, they're breathing like up, you know, around their neck. And very quickly, I'll teach them how to breathe all the way into their belly. So that that first step is to breathe because the stress, the anxiety of, oh my God, what if my husband dies and I can't provide for my children? Bah, 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 bah. There's no, there's no being present in that moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for sharing your story. Now, as you look back, what is that one major life lesson that you like to share with our listeners? Just one sentence. Bloom where you're planted. Wow. I love that. Uh, I love that quote. I love that statement. Bloom where you are planted. Thanks a lot for sharing your story once again, even though going back in the past sometimes is really, really challenging. You said that you moved across the country and shortly after that, your husband had to go through a liver transplant. And because, especially because you were a mother of two, uh, you did face a lot of uncertainty, a lot of worry about what is going to happen and how you're going to cope up with uh, the situation. You were going through a lot of stress, I'm sure. Uh, and you had a choice to to make, either to give up or to take action. And you chose the second option because uh, through your stories, it's clear that you reached out to people, you took the required classes, and uh, you got your hypnosis certification as well. And you really chose to do whatever it takes in order to make that shift a shift in mindset, I guess, first of all, mm-hmm. and then a shift in your uh, your work and a shift in the type of influence that you're able to make in society. And that's what you've shared today, that uh, Action Tribe, it's always a choice that we need to make every single morning, one decision and one step at a time. So thanks a lot for sharing, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Happy to, AJ. Thank you. Wonderful. So Action Tribe, I hope you enjoyed today's session and you have an action or two to take right away. And I'm sure that many of you have already found your life's purpose. Some of you are really close, and some of you 
you know, have to do some inner work like we're learning today to establish what your life purpose might be. So no matter where you are on your journey, take some time out today to make a list of activities or things that make you feel happy. What is that one profession or business or job that makes you feel ecstatic whenever you think about it? So make a list and keep adding to it. Because I strongly believe that we've all been put on this earth for a particular reason. And if we're doing something that we don't really like or enjoy or aren't good at, then we're really doing a disservice to the universe. It is your duty to at least make an attempt to find out what you really love to do. There is no hurry, but if you haven't started already, now is a perfect time to take that one step. Because as Rumi once said, Let yourself be silently drawn by the strange pull of what you really love. So, Stephanie, as on today, what is your life's calling? My life's calling is to help people move from stress, anxiety, and fear to freedom, peace of mind, and joy. And I have walked that path. Beautiful, beautiful. And I think that's what draws your community closer to you is that you actually walked that path. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of the most favorite questions of our listeners, which is, was there ever a defining moment in your life? Maybe a phrase that you read in a book or an interaction that you had. What is it one defining moment that really changed things for you? So we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. We need to listen more. As a radio DJ, I talked, I talked, I talked, but I also was listening to what my listeners had to say, to listen for what they wanted. That was how I was able to hypnotize them into coming back over and over again. And so when we're having a conversation with people, a lot of times we're already, we're in our head. You're talking, AJ, and I'm in my head thinking about how I'm going to respond to you. That's not being present. The divine had the wisdom to give us two ears and one mouth. Mm -hmm. And that sort of, that insight or that wisdom changed your life, right? Yes, because I am... I am a consummate listener. I hear what's not being said. I'm not hearing the words that you're saying. I'm hearing what you're not saying between the words. Got it. That's really profound. Thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, And with that, we've arrived at the last round for today, the wisdom round, which really comprises of four questions that require four short but actionable responses. So the first question is, what is it one piece of advice, the best piece of advice that someone's ever given you. And I just shared it. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen more. (laughs) Love that. So name a personal habit that keeps you going. My yoga practice. My yoga practice is absolutely uh, non-negotiable. That's what gets scheduled in and then everything else gets scheduled around it. So what is your morning ritual like? What do you do during the first two hours of your day? For most mornings, well, for all mornings, it's before my feet even hit the floor. What I would recommend, I ask all of my clients to do, and I ask everyone who's listening to this, your entire action tribe, is before your feet even hit the floor, come up with three things that you're grateful for. And it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm so grateful I I made $100,000 this year. It could be something as simple as, 
I am so grateful I had a good night's sleep. Back when I had insomnia, ooh, that was something to be, you know, very grateful for. It could be, I am so grateful that I made up with my husband before I, after our fight, before I went to bed. If you start the practice, it's very easy to always find things to be grateful for. So again, before my feet hit the floor, I do not get out of bed until I thank you, thank you, thank you. And there's a whole thing, I, I'll, I could turn it into a long and I won't, AJ, but there's a real power in three. So that's why I say three or more things that you're grateful for and thanking the divine three times. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Then uh, my husband and I walk, we're very close to a beautiful reservoir and and so we take our two rescue dogs up uh, to the reservoir every morning. So it gives me that opportunity to ground even more where I'm connecting with nature. And then most mornings, I'm off to yoga practice so that I'm really setting up the foundation. I believe in everything being the foundation up. So then then I can be fueled to work with my clients. You know, then I can give to the world, but I have to fill my tank first. Got it. Next drive, make sure you fill your tank first as well in the morning. Stephanie, name a book that you would like to recommend for our listeners today. Even if you don't practice yoga, I would love for people to read The Wisdom of Yoga by Stephen Cope, A Seeker's Guide to Extraordinary Living. It takes Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, which were written mm-hmm. a long, long time ago, which I just, I, I, it never resonated with me because it, it didn't, like, it wasn't real life. Stephen Cope, in this book, The Wisdom of Yoga, brings the yoga principles to life in, in real time in our society now. So Action Tribe, I know how much you love our book recommendations, and I know that many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on the show, and that's why Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service. Now, Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or Kindle, including bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash msc. Once again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash MSC for your free audiobook so you can start right away. So, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really awesome to chat with you and learn about some of the amazing stories that you shared with us today. Uh, Right before you leave, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and tell us the best way that we can find you online. Okay, so what I'm really grateful for right now is this conversation that we just had because we had a real conversation, AJ, and that I know you have this amazing energy, you have this amazing mission that you're doing with your podcast here, and you are being of service to all of your listeners. So I'm incredibly grateful that you know we had this conversation and how this is going to ripple out into the world. So my deepest gratitude to you, AJ, uh, for for this time together. And then if people want to find me, I'm at stephaniedalfonso.com. And if you like that three-part breath and you want to learn some other techniques, um, uh, you can get my free download for the number four, copingskills.com. Oh, that's the link, right, that you were referring to earlier? Yes. Yep, that's it. Okay, got it. So there you go, Action Tribe, fourcopingskills.com. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Awesome. We'll have these links up in the show notes. Once again, Stephanie, it was amazing to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming and joining us and sharing and 
talking to us about the power of the subconscious mind and the blocks and uh, the different mindset that we can develop, especially the money mindset, and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Awesome, AJ. Thank you so much. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.